0: This is Serenade Radio with the best in easy listening. Now, here's Mark Stein with Stein's Song of the Week.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, meet the author of one of the most beloved Christmas songs of the last century. Hello, Mark this is Hugh Martin
0: it's saying have yourself a merry little Christmas
2: when the steeple bells sound their A they don't play it in tune but the welcome will ring one day and that day will be soon have yourself a Christmas, let your heart be light, next year all our troubles will be out of sight, have yourself a merry little Christmas, make the Yuletide. year All our troubles will be miles away
1: Hugh Martin did a lot of things in his life Composer, that's lyricist, vocal day. arranger, pianist, singer, actor He did all of them well and some of them brilliantly And he died at the grand old age of 96 Which meant he lived long enough to hear his Christmas song sung If that's the word By Bob Dylan. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your
2: heart be light.
1: Next year, all our troubles will be out of sight. Hmm, and Christina Aguilera. Happy golden days of your Oh, 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 oh. oh and a twisted sister who
2: are to us. Yeah, not
1: near to us. Okay, you're gathering too near to us Back off, don't make me get out the chair and whip If you write a song as big as that You wind up with thousands of truly terrible performances of it And Hugh Martin's song has got bigger and bigger over three quarters of a century. In fact, on a Christmas show back in the 90s, I had the pleasure of telling Hugh that according to the number of new versions released that holiday season, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas had caught up with White Christmas as the number one Christmas ballad. Hugh was a little stunned by that.
0: Is that true? Can that be possible? (laughs) It seems like a dream.
1: Because when I grew up, White Christmas was so far ahead of the pack that I never thought anyone would catch up to it. Hugh wasn't actually growing up at the time White Christmas came out. White Christmas and Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas appeared within a couple of years of each other in the 1940s. But Irving Berlin was the most famous songwriter in America and Hugh Martin was all but unknown. And in fact, not so very different from those boys in uniform overseas to whom White Christmas meant so much when you're far from home. Hugh was a guy in the army at Camp Hood in Texas, about to wind up at the Battle of the Bulge and a near miss with the Grim Reaper. He was born on the eve of an earlier World War in that fateful month of August 1914 in Birmingham, Alabama. I think of him as a courtly Southern gentleman through all the years on Broadway and in Hollywood, that Southern lilt never left his voice. You were given your first big break in the uh, 30s by uh, Richard Rodgers. What other uh, musical influences were there on you as a young man?
0: Well, whatever I did that was good, I learned from Kay Thompson. Do you know who Kay Thompson is?
1: Absolutely. She Mm -hmm. uh, did that marvellous... version of jingle bells that uh, andy williams oh williams
0: yes that's right and of course she was marvelous in funny face you saw that didn't you
1: oh that's a great movie
0: well she was my mentor and taught me everything i know about vocal arrangement i was her rehearsal pianist and i just sort of picked up everything i could from her i just watched her like a hawk and tried to learn from her and i feel that i'm Certainly not as good as she is as a vocal arranger. I think she's the absolute top. She's so inventive, so creative. Like I love her.
1: And thanks to Kay Thompson, Hugh Martin became a successful vocal arranger with his own vocal group, The Martins. Skip, skip, skip to my Skip, skip, skip to my Skip, skip, skip to my Put on your Sunday go
2: to meet and i take you.
1: Martin, singing Hugh Martin's infectious arrangement of an old folk song from the 1840s, which turned out to be the most important arrangement Hugh ever wrote. MGM had signed him as a vocal coach to coach the studio's female stars in their songs. Lena Horne, Esther Williams, June Allison. He happened to teach his arrangement of Skip to My Lou to an up-and-coming blonde starlet, an enterprising trapeze artist called Marilyn Maxwell. Miss Maxwell sang it for Arthur Freed, the head of the MGM Musicals unit, as her audition piece. Uh, Mr Freed decided his picture could live without Miss Maxwell, but he liked the arrangement, and the very next day he called up Hugh Martin and said he'd heard Skip to My Lou, and he thought that Hugh and his songwriting partner were just the guys to do the numbers for a film he was planning called Meet Me in St. Louis. And if you've seen Meet Me in St. Louis, you'll know that Hugh's arrangement of Skip to my Lou turns up in the film, sounding awfully contemporary for a story set in 1904.
0: I'll find another one prettier than you, I'll find another one prettier than you, I'll find another one prettier than you, and go to another party.
2: Oh, I'll fly away to a neighbouring state, I don't care what my friends say, we'll dance and sing till broad daylight, I won't get home till Wednesday. Wednesday.
1: Hugh Martin, a vocal arranger about to become a highly successful songwriter. Recently, a Broadway producer sat down with his director and said,
2: "We got a surefire show, but who can we get to write the music?" Got just the person
1: for you, Hugh Martin. Martin? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, he's only a kid, and we need lyrics too. You must be a mind reader. The kid can do that too. What goes with this young Hugh Martin? He writes words, music. Is he any
1: good? Well, all you have to do is try to get a ticket for his new musical and your questions will be answered. We the people want you to meet him, so we've hung the welcome sign on our Gulf
2: Oil microphone tonight for Broadway's newest top songwriter, Hugh Martin.
1: But wait a minute, didn't Arthur Freed say that Hugh Martin and his songwriting partner would be perfect for Meet Me in St. Louis? So who's this songwriting partner? Well, he was the fella singing with you in that vocal group we heard a little ways back, the Martins. His name was Ralph Blaine, and he was a Broadway actor and singer. And he happened to live in the same apartment building as Van Johnson, who wasn't a big Hollywood star, then just a working stiff, singing in the chorus of the Rogers and Hart show Pal Joey. And Van tipped Ralph off that the great director George Abbott was looking for a new writing team – Ralph Blaine goes, I've never written a song in my life. And Van Johnson says, why don't you write some songs with Hugh? He can help you out. So suddenly there was a new songwriting team, Martin and Blaine. Now, according to the sheet music, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas was written by you and Ralph Blaine, your great collaborator. But you had a uh, a rather unusual working relationship. Well, we never collaborated. We only collaborated once, and that was on
0: a... A little throwaway song in Best Fit Forward called Three Men on a Date.
2: Three men, three mates on a date. We're men whose dates got the gate. We're wearing our hearts on our sleeve. For California's Lady three
0: Other than that. Our songs were written separately, and we pooled them. The the same way Lennon and McCartney worked. Did
1: they do that? Uh, I've heard that Adler and Ross did it too, I'm not sure. So Hugh Martin wrote words and music for his songs, and Ralph Blaine wrote words and music for his songs, and then they pretended that every song was written by Hugh Martin and Ralph Blaine. And as far as I know, nobody had ever done that before. Unfortunately, in their debut show, Best Foot Forward, there was only one big showstopper, one big 11 o'clock number, one big take-home tune, and its words and music were by Ralph Blaine. So, as Hugh Martin told me, he found himself in the bizarre position of going around Broadway being congratulated on a big hit song he had absolutely nothing to do with writing.
2: Buckle down, Winsucky, buckle down, you. Win, win, suck, if you knuckle down If you break their necks, if you make them wrecks, you can break the heck, so down.
1: For Vincent Minelli's film of Sally Benson's nostalgic autobiographical evocation of Turn of the century St. Louis, Hugh Martin decided to buckle down and make sure that this time he wrote the hits. and he did all three of them.
0: I think God did bless me <laughs> on that uh, movie. I, I think they're about the three best songs I've ever written. And I'm just so blessed that they came just when I needed them.
2: How can I ignore the boy next door? I love him more than I can say. Doesn't try to please doesn't even tease me And he never sees me glance his
1: way Oh, that's and such a lovely song. This was the big driving production number. There are hundreds of great American train songs, but this is the trolley song.
2: Clang, clang, clang went the trolley Ding, ding, ding went the bell Sing, sing, sing went my heart springs, from the moment I saw him I fell
1: The third song was the smallest of the trio at the time but it was unforgettably staged by Vincent Minelli Things are not going well for the Smith family in St. Louis And it is to be their last Christmas in their beloved home at 5135 Kensington Avenue, because next year they will be far away in New York, where their father has taken a job. And Tutti, Margaret O'Brien, the youngest of the daughters, is devastated by this. They're not going to be able to see any of their friends. And so she sits disconsolate in the upstairs window, looking out at the front yard of the family home and her older sister Esther played by Judy Garland winds up Tootie's little music box and for the first time ever sings Hugh Martin's great song
2: Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light Next year all out of sight. Have merry little Christmas.
0: If I had sat down to try to write a hit Christmas song, I never could have written it. Fortunately, it never even crossed my mind that it would be recorded or that people would sing it on the radio. I just knew there was an important scene in
1: the movie and I wanted to get the right song for it. By comparison with uh, Frosty the Snowman or Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or whatever, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas uh, it does touch people very deeply. Uh, it is one of those contemporary American <laughs> Christmas standards that yeah. is very meaningful. Oh, it is. It's,
0: uh, as a matter of fact, our engineer, our sound engineer at Metro, couldn't see the knobs because Judy Garland's singing touched him so, and the tears were running out of his face, and he said, I can't see the damn knobs. <laughs> and it does affect people that way.
2: Someday soon we all will be together, if the face of until then
1: Margaret O'Brien is sitting there, looking very sadly out of her window at her snowmen in the garden outside. Margaret O'Brien plays the little girl Tootie, and Esther uh, Judy Garland plays her bigger sister Esther.
0: That's exactly right. Uh, I think the fact that they're actually moving has not quite sunk in to Tootie until this moment, when they talk about the snowman and the fact they can't put the snowman on the train. And, and then it just all of a sudden blows her mind that they're leaving and she runs out into the yard and starts destroying her snowman and saying if they, if we can't take him I don't want anybody else to have him Manelli did a dreadful thing for that little girl he uh, went into league with uh, Margaret's mother and they told her that her little dog had just been run over by a car just before the camera started to roll and of course Margaret went out of her mind and Vincent kept the cameras rolling and made her do the lines and that's how they got that terribly passionate scene for Margaret.
1: Well whatever Vincent Minelli did it worked because that is uh, without doubt one of the most powerful moments in the picture.
0: Yeah. It's powerful, but I think it's child abuse.
1: (laughs) Judy Garland's single of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas made the Billboard charts for just one week at number 27. And that was that. Although Frank Sinatra took notice of the song. Have yourself a merry
2: little Christmas Let your heart be light Next year
1: all our
2: troubles
1: And aside from that single, any other recordings of the song were nowhere in sight. Meet Me in St. Louis was a blockbuster film, MGM's biggest hit since Gone with the Wind... And yet, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas showed no signs of becoming a standard. A decade later, Frank Sinatra was planning a Yuletide LP and wanted to include Hugh Martin's song. There was just one problem. He wasn't happy with one particular line.
2: Someday soon we all will be together If the fates allow until then, we'll have to muddle through
1: somehow Muddling through didn't seem quite right to Frank, so he called up Hugh Martin. The name of my album is A Jolly Christmas, he said, so do you think you could jolly it up for me? You don't say no to Sinatra if you've got any brains, Hugh told me, so it was back to the old drawing board. Through
2: the year. We all will be together If the fates allow Hang a shining star Upon the highest bar Oh,
1: A strangely dirge-like finish, considering Frank demanded that Hugh Martin jolly it up. Hugh said he was relieved when he came up with bow, because as he put it, if you're rhyming with now, there aren't many options left other than cow. He made a few other changes too, and not for the first time, Sinatra's interpretation became the song, and the song became a standard. We should note, however, that it's not even the most memorable Sinatra performance. That would be the song's second Movie deployment after Meet Me in St. Louis. Carl Foreman's 1963 film The Victors is a big, sprawling World War II drama with George Hamilton, Peter Fonda, Albert Finney & Co. on the march through Europe, loving and leaving in their wake Melina Mercury, Romy Schneider, Jeanne Moreau, Elke Summer and assorted other Euro hotties. The most startling moment is the death-by-firing squad of an American deserter. Private Slovics' comrades are driven through the snow to witness his execution. As Sinatra sings...
2: Someday soon We all will be together If the fates allow Until then We'll have to muddle through Somehow
1: As you heard, Frank went back to the muddling through lyric for that version. Of the thousands of Merry Little Christmases that followed across the decades, almost all used the Hanger Shining Star lyric, all the way up to The Pretenders and Sarah McLachlan. Hugh Martin's relaxed about it. He likes the Judy Garland lyric. He likes the Sinatra lyric. Oh, and he likes the third lyric too. You don't know about that one? About half a century back, Hugh became a fairly serious Seventh-day Adventist. So of all the secular holiday songs of the 20th century American songbook, this is the only one that became a religious hymn, a Christmas carol. Because late in life, Hugh Martin wrote a third version of Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, addressing the heart of the subject.
2: Have yourself
0: I used to be a Christmas hater, and, and that's a terrible thing for the man who wrote Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas to confess, but it was because many times I was on the road in a boring little hotel room all by myself with no loved ones there, and all I would see when I'd walk around Des Moines or Pittsburgh or Cincinnati was Santa Clauses and, and Jingle Bells, and it seemed to have lost Jesus Christ, which is what it was all about, and uh, that made me sad. And, So I got a little phobic about Christmas, but that's all turned around now, I'm loving it again. Not because of the song, but because I live with a very loving family who love me and make me feel welcome. So uh, Christmas means something to me again.
2: This very merry, blessed Christmas lullaby. One tune.
1: Four different lyrics, three of them successful. Oh, you don't know lyric number four? That was the very first one he wrote back at MGM. Hugh Martin had been instructed to compose a Christmas song that captured all the uncertainty hanging over the Smith family's lives. So he came back with Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, It May Be Your Last, Next Year We May All Be Living in the Past. Judy Garland ran down the lyric and then said, Don't you think these are awfully dark? They'll think I'm a monster if I sing that to little Margaret O'Brien. They'll think I'm a sadist. This was 1944, remember. Judy had been singing to the troops and believed strongly that when you're sad, you want hope, not just an explanation of why you've every right to be in the slough of despond. But Hugh Martin dug his heels in and refused to change a word. Tom Drake who played Judy's love interest in the movie, The Boy Next Door, took him for a coffee in the commissary. You dumb son of a bleep, he said. You're going to screw up your whole life if you don't write another lyric for that tune. So Hugh went away and returned with Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. In later years... He described his first set of words as laughably lugubrious. Every other lyric he put to the tune did the trick, and Hugh always enjoyed the attention that his beloved Christmas song got each year.
0: Yes, December is my month for ego trips. <laughs> I get rock and roll versions and country western and all sorts of things. And then I get some very beautiful classic performances, such as Sinatra and Andy Williams and Nat Cole and Johnny Mathis.
1: Of all the thousands of versions that are out there, which one is your favorite?
0: Well, it's still Judy Garland because, you see, I'm just absolutely insane about that woman's talent. She could do everything. She could sing, she could dance, she could make you laugh and cry, and she was a marvelous actress and an extraordinary human being, and I miss her horribly.
1: Well, we we couldn't have you on the show, Hugh, without asking you to play your great song. So this is how Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas sounds in the hands of the man who wrote it, Hugh Martin.
0: golden days of yore. Faithful friends who are dear to us will be near to us once more. So, have yourself a merry little Christmas now.
1: A couple of clinkers, but I did the best I could. (laughs) Hugh Martin, thank you very much, and uh, have yourself. A Merry Little Christmas. Thank you, Mark.
0: I would loved talking to you. Stein's Song of the Week was presented by Mark Stein and produced for Serenade Radio by Brian Savin.